Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Praise be the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Welcome to another edition of Real Presence Live, coming to you on a Thursday morning from our studios here in uh, the Grand Cities, from the near South Side Historic District in beautiful downtown Grand Forks. Father James Gross with you, a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, joined by uh, my fellow uh, pastor of the diocese and classmate, Father Jason Leffer. Welcome. Good morning, Father Gross. It is great to be with you. And it, is, it seems like it's been a really long time, although it hasn't necessarily. Well, but, but no, it has because we were together the beginning of December up at the famous J-Mart broadcast and now we're at the very last of January so it's almost like six it's like a whole Lenten season that we've missed each other right we'll we'll get caught up on things back in the regular rotation well not that but the poor people they're going to have to hear us next week again because we're on an early schedule next month yes yes that's all right. so joy 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 well yeah just consider it as uh, days being taken off of purgatory right (laughs) so for for them or for us If you would go ahead and be so kind as to lead us in prayer to get us started, Father. Let us invoke our Heavenly Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, our Father in Heaven, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We adore you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the, the gift of life. We thank you for your Son, who is the Word. We ask that your Son, the Word, go forth through these airwaves now, touch the hearts, the minds, the imaginations, uh, the very depths of the souls of all of our listeners. Heavenly Father, elevate us, lift us up to your glory. Father, we, we thank and praise you for your great mysteries. We look forward with eagerness to the the presentation on Sunday, the light and the darkness, that Christ would lead us up out of the valley of death. Uh, we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. And uh, our trusty friend Eli is with us in Command Central, and he's going to give us a preview of what's coming up on today's show. Good morning, Eli. Pleasure is ours. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. What's behind the decision for parents to send their children to a Catholic school? Well, we'll visit with one couple who made this choice. Blessings as well. And it's higher education prep with uh, Union with God. Marie Mullen will talk will tell us about a special lay apostolate she helped form called Mater Dei, which provides the Duluth community with an option for Catholic high school programming. And combined, they have nearly 75 years of teaching experience at Holy Family, St. Mary's School in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Christy Nupdal and Trish Moore will talk about the joy they experience in the classroom and what keeps them coming back year after year. All that and a whole lot more is coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Thank you very much, Eli, and we'll be hearing from you uh, later on in the morning today. As So we get things started today as we are aware of Catholic Schools Week and a lot of our parishes with uh, Catholic schools that they are supporting are having uh, uh, some great events going on. And we wanted to hear from a perspective of some local parents. So we have with us in studio Dave and Carrie Zavrol. Uh, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Let's just uh, go ahead and get started by uh, telling us a little bit about yourselves and what you do for a living, things like that. Yeah, no problem. So um, 
Uh, I work with the family construction business in East Grand Forks. We've been uh, moving the earth in the Red River Valley for mm -hmm. over 65 years. You may hear a commercial of ours on a real presence once in a while. We definitely appreciate that, yes. Yeah. So, so, Dave, I'm curious, what, what, what uh, ethnic background is Zavarol? What, what's the ethnic background? It's Bohemian. Aha! Uh -huh. yes. See him up in the oh, Czech man. community of Pizik and Beckany and Lincoln. <laughs> well, you know, it's good to see a, a kindred spirit here. Yeah. Yeah. So recently, um, one of my relatives traveled back to the homeland and found out that Zavril means to turn the earth. So. And Pizik means sand or gravel. We should get together. This, this, I see a great marriage happening here. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we appreciate the work that and, and the support that your family has given uh, in uh, Catholic schools and the parish uh, at Sacred Heart. And how about you, Carrie? Um, I stay at home and okay. raise, help raise um, our seven children. Ah, and tell us uh, their names and their their names and their ages. We're going to put you to the test here. Oh, they look a little nervous. You need to put them on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> we might have to tag team. <laughs> um, our oldest is Isaac. Um, he will be 16 in February. Um, we have Lila, who's 14. We have Asher, who's 12. We have Micah, who is 10. We have Stella, who is 8. We have Judah, who is six, and we have our baby, Sylvia, who's three. And not I have a baby. to, <laughs> right, right, not anymore, right? Yeah. And I have to ask you: at least one of your children must have made an appearance in our studio earlier, because we have lovingly saved the names of some kids, I think, who may have come to do a prayer during live drive, and, That's exactly and who it. Uh, wrote down their names on the corner of our whiteboard <laughs> in our in our room here. So uh, I, I was I was hoping that it was a connection from the same family. It is. Well, you yeah. know the great thing about this: you can tell they're they're truly Christian. Because because <coughs> Christians are famous for graffiti, right? This is from the, the catacombs, and this is how we know what Christians did in the early church, because they left marks on the wall like that. So this is wonderful. Yes, yes, for posterity. So um, tell us a little bit about the decision that you have made to uh, be involved with that Catholic education and Sacred Heart School. Well, I think the decision for us was pretty easy. Both of us uh, went through Catholic school, uh, okay. K, K through 12. In fact, uh, on Carrie's side of the family, our children are fifth-generation Catholic school participants. So. Outstanding. Yeah, it's, it's pretty special. So, But for us, going through it, we, we didn't know any other way, really, to prepare our children for that. Uh, we look back on our experiences, recognizing that there's some foundations that were laid that... Um, maybe didn't take root until later in life um, mm -hmm. uh, or some things that that came out right away for for laying down uh, a prayer routine uh, understanding the mass at a deeper level um, things like the pro-life movement were, th were things that I learned about in high school um, actually abortion was talked about in high school for the first time that's really where I came across that that's become a, a passion of ours as a couple and as a family yeah. to, to support the pro-life movement uh, so for us looking at it um, recognizing that uh, Catholic schools are really an extension of what our home life is um, mm -hmm. and yeah, and for us to be able to send them to a place where like-minded people are there educating our children and offering them experiences that we offer at mm -hmm. home, it, I mean, that's just us. Yeah, and just as a follow-up, Carrie, were you, yes. um, are you an East Grand Forks native? or Yes, both oh, okay. Dave and I actually are from Sacred Heart, or went to Sacred Heart, as well as oh. all of my family. So, uh, so uh, high school sweethearts, or did it happen later on? Later on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was expecting some big romantic story to start uh, tumbling. <laughs> forward Sorry. here. 
<laughs> okay. You know, so when you when you think of Catholic education, Catholic schools, and and families' involvements and parents' involvement, gen- generally, like you you, there's this assumption that there's a huge kind of responsibility or burden placed on the parents as far as involvement or monies and things like this what 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 have you found what's your experience and i mean catholic education can't happen this doesn't fall from the sky right so as parents who obviously have a vested interest in this what what's been your responsibilities towards the schools yourself as, as the parents to help make it be successful well it relies on parents to be you know, a part of it. I mean, to to actively participate in the extracurricular activities, to be a to be a fan, uh, to be a volunteer. Sigurd mm-hmm. uh, and all Catholic schools are only successful from the families that participate in it and and their sacrifices that they made. Financially, there is some sacrifice, but more importantly, I would call it more of an investment than I would call it a sacrifice. So you, you, you obviously you have a long-term picture for your your children and their becoming saints of God, right? I mean, so they use the word investment there. So, you know, um, you're investing in them now, hoping that there's a, there's a great payout later yeah, uh, for it. So, how, now how about, the, the does bring to mind, like, so let's say those who are in a situation and not maybe financially well off or something is, how hard is it for a family in that situation to, to come into Catholic education? Or is that just a, just a no-go? They're, they just can't be a part of it. Or how does that work for well, I know at Sacred Heart, Monsignor Fultz has made a commitment that money is not going to be the reason why a child doesn't receive a Catholic education. And uh, over the years, faithful donors, families, whatever the case may be, those that have experienced this wonderful, um, this wonderful gift have been giving back. And they have, they have monies available, they have scholarship options, they have families that are willing to stand in the gap to make sure that these children mm-hmm. are able to receive the information. It's been... It, it's been edifying for me to see uh, across the river the growth that's been happening there at Sacred Heart, whereas a lot of Catholic schools, I guess, you know, let's be honest about it, because of whether it be location, demographics, and such, you know, that they might see their enrollment shrinking, but they've been growing. They had a large uh, uh, expansion project and, and various things like that, and so uh, that really, tell us about how that kind of influences you as a family to see the Catholic education kind of really growing and and uh, bolst- being bolstered there. Yeah, so, I mean, being a part of this and and uh, going through it, we knew the beauty that comes from going through this, this program of a Catholic education, and yet we weren't really good at selling that story. One-on-one, we'd share it, but recently they've taken the best part of Sacred Heart and they've started to share it on a greater level and getting that information out we were the greatest story second great third greatest story ever told right Father Gately uh, will be good glad to know about that <laughs> with his, uh, <laughs> hierarchy of great stories yes 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 indeed yeah I, I'm also and just to kind of reset things for us here welcome to Real Presence Live Dave and Carrie Zavroll are with us here in studio whose uh, students, at least uh, school-age students, are attending Sacred Heart uh, School in East Grand Forks. I'm, I'm curious, uh, were you yourselves students during the flood in the spring of 97? And that was kind of an interesting... Uh 
well, it was a tragic experience for the community, but uh, being within that context during that time? Yeah, we were there. Um, actually, we graduated, we're the last graduating class of the original um, okay. school. So we graduated in 96. Oh, okay. So Just before, did the year yep. before that happened. Yeah, exactly. and it, it is tragic. I mean, I was involved here too at that yep. time. It is tragic, but also. The, you know, now we can look back and see. That sometimes it's referred to as the great cleansing flood, or the the you know what floods do. They or like baptism, it puts you to death first before it gives you new life. And mm-hmm. there's so many old and beautiful things that were wiped out or destroyed. But really, the whole plant of Sacred Heart was reborn in the school. Just there's this whole new life that came out of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Flood. Yeah, 1997. It felt pretty devastating. But then mm-hmm. you know we're sitting here so many years later, and we see with hindsight the beauty of how God took something like that and created something so much more, in fact, to the point where we're adding on in the last mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. Right, right. I know the um, uh, spider gym or whatever, the uh, the playground equipment on the south side of the building, uh, some of our kids, uh, our families who are parishioners here, they were particularly excited about some of that new equipment, so they, awesome. they really enjoy that too. Well, you know, I, I see Davis sitting there and he's, trying, he's poking Carrie, trying to get her to speak more. <laughs> yeah. Apparently she must be the shy one in the couple. Which is we're, we're pulling like, back the curtain for our listeners okay, here. So, <laughs> so here, you know, Carrie, how about from, from a maternal perspective, a mother's perspective, yep. what, as you gave that age range of your children, mm-hmm. what have you observed? I mean, what has Catholic education done for, in? it's not going to be the same for each child. So, I mean, as a mother, what have you observed? What's the fruits here, the benefits that have come forth now you're really putting me on the spot um no it's been great it's just so fun to um have the kids come home and share kind of who they prayed for that day during circle time and share that with our family and we're you know doing petitions for their friends and their classmates um with the things that they're praying for it's fun to have our older kids come home and and share what they've done um with their faith families at school and the high school level um getting together you know even um at the high school level as teenagers, you know, such a difficult age to tap into their prayer life and things like that, but that to be something they do on a daily basis um, and different forms of prayer, adoration, praise and worship, rosary, um, Lexio, um, things like that, and then kind of coming in and sharing that with their younger siblings and seeing that their older siblings still have this kind of as a part of their daily life. And so it's reflecting on the younger kids how, as well. How do you find, how does Catholic schooling support or back up what you do as parents in the home and vice versa? What, what, what do you find, like maybe does the Catholic school system challenge you as a family to actually do Catholic things that you might not be doing? Well, I mean, a recent example of this is it was <laughs> Catholic Schools Week, right? So uh, the the school asked for students that be interested in participating in the Sunday Mass as a kickoff Mass, those that be interested in doing ministry duties. Well, uh, our children were some that signed up, and in fact, our first grader was comfortable enough to stand up there and read the petitions and up to 10 o'clock Sunday Mass. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. With, with a building full of people and all of these faces looking back at them and yep. to be able to be able to do that, that's really something. And when we asked him, I said, are you sure you want to do a reading? Because I was nervous as a mom. <laughs> and he says, I've done it before, so I can do it. You know, and so, you know, because they've had daily or weekly Mass right. at school and he's done the petitions before, he just felt like, yeah. well, I've done it. I can do it. So... And that's heartwarming, I'm sure, for you to have that uh, aware, you know, for your children to have that savvy or that experience. Confidence, yeah. Right. Comfortability, too. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And then, so, you know, here, here's something, and I, 
I meant to tease it earlier, but I'll try to take it in here now. You know, we're the the Catholic Church is famous for saying the parents are the primary educators of their children, and and the church goes to bat in so many different places in the world, especially where governments will step in and say, no, we're the primary educators of your children. That that's a real battle in some places, and okay. and things like this have been even where children have been removed from parents and things like that. So, how how do you? I mean, first of all, do you own that role as primary educators of your children, and then how does that? complement with Catholic education in school? I just think that the school, you know, we do it at home, yes, um, but it's pretty easy to have your kids sometimes roll your eyes, roll their eyes at you and um, blow you off, but the fact that the school is also backing us up and saying, no, this is important and it's so important that we're doing it and you know they kind of see it in all aspects of their life and so you know to have the school support and then also I'm sure the, the school you know appreciates our support and mm-hmm. um, encouragement from home too. As we're getting uh, as we're getting toward, toward the end of this time, I also want to mention that later on this morning during our Straight Talk segment, we're going to encourage our listeners to share stories to keep the conversation going of Catholic school, maybe of their own experiences or great things that are happening within their families uh, in, the, in the Catholic schools. So 877-795-0122 will be the number to call in order to share those things maybe with us. Maybe Dave and Carrie could call in. <laughs> And share some stories. <laughs> An encore. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, no, we're looking forward to that. But in just uh, the last minute or two that we have here, um, what kinds of uh, encouragement would you uh, be? Would you want to give peers of yours, families who um, you know are are considering Catholic education for their kids? What? Uh, how would you encourage them? Well, it feels like to me, uh, Catholic school is really what I wish society would be like. You know, the focus—it's—it's it's kind of a smaller community, but I wish it could expand out. Like every day, the focus is Jesus. Every day, we talk about forgiveness. We talk about learning. We talk about correction. We talk about humbling ourselves. We talk about uh, serving others. Those are some of the things that you know, on a greater whole. If we could take this further out in the community, uh, this would be a much beautiful, more much beautiful world. But mm-hmm. um, for those that haven't experienced it there's so much joy in it and you know we we are, take for granted we grew up in this we we understand we see it and then we go out into the rest of the world and we realize they're missing what we had and what we grew up with they're missing you know Christ at the center of everything and they're they're missing um, humbling yourself and they're they're missing serving your neighbor so you know Dave I, I just I love what you just said there how I, I wish I wish the world was like this. I wish this, and, and even as you said that, I was suddenly going, "Yeah." And I, I wish our parishes were like that too, where, where you know, what you experience at mass on Sundays that it it goes into the community, that it goes that it, it and you know, and I think of like the Benedictine model, the old where he was at the heart, and the and the society, civil society, developed around it. But that mm-hmm. that really is the goal here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That it, it's Christianity informing the culture mm-hmm. around us and. And yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's been a blessing for us. We're very grateful for it. Yeah, and the idea that you know that the secular division of everything, you know, uh, that that's not normal. That what is normal is an integration, such as you find in the Catholic schools. So, Dave and Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, and uh, uh, all the best to you and your family, um, and uh, the folks at Sacred Heart School. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Thank you. Now, coming up next, we'll be taking a few moments to pray for your intentions during prayerfully yours. Later on, Father Leffer and I are looking forward to answering your questions and hearing your
sharing your stories during Straight Talk. 877-795-0122. You can also leave a question for us on Facebook, and we look forward to tackling those in just a few moments. We're coming to you from Grand Forks, and this is Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. We'll be right back. 